Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the fourth episode of Bump the Night Paranormal Radio. I'm Matthew Ferry. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Christian Sakara, Patrick Palella. So this week was a little odd because we couldn't. We had a hard time kind of coming up with ideas for topics. Um, so the ones we came up with, we thought would be exciting, but didn't really lead to too much stuff. So we're gonna go ahead and give a rundown of what it is. Maybe like what our opinions or beliefs are. So I'll let Christian read off what the topics are. Okay, first topic was we were going to we're going to talk about the Necronomicon. Okay, the Necronomicon. Then uh Oni. Oni. I I thought it was I mean there's more than just you said Japanese demons and myths yeah. and stuff like that, but there's way too many to cover. Yeah. I think in like a small topic, so you you decided to go with Oni. Yeah, I mean for the like definition and to explain a little bit more about the Onis because doing some research that that's not just the name of a particular demon or anything like that. And we are also going to go over ghost ships. <laughs> yes. Uh, which we were hoping to find more like like maybe stories other than the one with the two couple in Nova Scotia talking about the one that they saw on fire and it just disappeared and like, you know, no, we're not going to call for help or anything. We're just going to it's that ghost ship. They're dead. They don't they're ghosts. Didn't even like see if it was a real ship burning in the water. Just assumed it was the one. <laughs> I forget what it's called, the the tracer or something like that. Or the, yes. The, the weird. Tra- like a weird. Yes, yeah, the tracer or the. Yeah, I want to say it's the tracer. I believe it was maybe a little bit something else said differently, but uh, I guess we can start off with the uh, Necronomicon. Go a little bit about that. Okay, so basically the Necronomicon, from what I've understood, uh, originally was, it first appeared in H.P. Lovecraft book. And a lot of people seem to believe that H.P. Lovecraft had this, like, sort of mystical sense of the occult and things like that, when I, pretty much just fictitious writer that was probably way ahead of his time. He crafted a whole world based around, you know, these ancient gods and creatures and things, and one of the things that was in it was the Necronomicon. Which I had known from the Evil Dead. I believe they called it the Book of the Dead. In the Evil Dead. I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've actually sat down and watched the movie. But for some reason over time, a lot of people believe that the Necronomicon is, in fact, a real book now. Or has been. And that, uh, you know, just because it's been published as a as a book, which is another fictitious, fictitious book itself, because it's a fictional, it's not like, it's not spells and things like that, you know. It's not used for necromancy or anything that it would suggest. Um, it's not going to be like if you read it out loud, something's going to come flying through the woods at you. And yeah, it's not like the Mummy movie. I was referring Evil to Evil Dead, Dead but uh, oh. what you're referring to is the Egyptian Book of the Dead, more likely. Yeah, which is an actual book. Which yeah, which which is an actual. No, they're not books though. They they're they're like scribes. There's yeah, well, they're oh, scrolls. On, they're written yeah. on papaya. Um, and it's pretty much like I, th- the way I got it from research is you go and sit down with this this dude and like okay what would you like me to put in this uh, scroll of your death well normally they funeral. normally they wouldn't do it when they're alive uh, yeah actually the research said that the, they do it within preparation of their own funeral so yeah it's it pretty after, <laughs> it was after the funeral yeah. so death <laughs> well I'm just saying it was put in their tomb so obviously it was you know but it was always yeah. tailored to what they wanted so Maybe like a will with some added little you know, tidbits. It's a kind of an odd topic that uh, Egypt was uh, 
I just like I said, I just I picture a guy sitting down. <laughs> like it's gonna cost you. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know the money. It wasn't shillings. It was something else. I should remember. You gotta trade your goat, man. You gotta trade. You're gonna trade you're gonna your trade goat. Something. I'm gonna write this this awesome scroll for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's gonna be like your will and your you know where this goes and what uh, what you want done with your tomb and so, but the Necronomicon itself, which is used in several different things, <laughs> one being its own. Like I said, there's a for some reason a lot of Wiccans and stuff have that. Like I've been, well, I don't know if all of them, but a few that I've talked to are always talking about the Necronomicon. The only one I've ever found was, it's it's like a fictitious story. It's like a, a novel. It's not, it's not like a real book with spells and, you know, ancient curses and ways to bring back the dead. And neither is the Egyptian Book of the Dead. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any necromancy in there. There could be, in the Egyptian Book of the Dead. But as far as I know, do I believe that it exists? Possibly. But do I believe that's what H.P. Lovecraft had? Like, you know. Well, it's interesting how he came up with it. How'd he come up with it? He said he saw it in a dream. Ah. Like I said, people believe he had some sort of uh, third eye for mysticism there. Or some some sort of... Uh, It came from a Greek language meant an image of the law of the dead. Mm. It's a... I mean, hey, I'm not going to put anything past Lovecraft. The dude dude was scary for his time, man. And... (laughs) I sometimes I think he would make up like make up words and stuff. Though. Oh yeah, he did make up the author's name to make it kind of gibberish, so um, grammatically incorrect. Grammatically so, incorrect. Grammatically incorrect. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just like Cthulhu. Like I always joke that Cthulhu is now saying photography. So is that is that Polish? Well, what's funny is that people still called up libraries and bookstores asking for the Necronomicon. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird situations where somehow fact. Which was fiction has become what people believe is actual fact. It's it's kind of like manifesting your own beliefs to the point to where somehow it has created a belief that it's real. And because of that, you know, a lot of publishers are you know making money because well, yeah. of them yeah. doing that. Like the one you find in bookstores, like I said, it's more like a, a novel. Yeah, somebody you, even though what's funny is that it's in the nonfiction section, the spiritual section. Yeah, I, and that's the fir- the first time I came across it. I found it there with the witchcraft and yeah. pagan books. I'm like, okay, cool, the Necronomicon. Well, I mean, it doesn't look like it's bound in flesh or anything, but that's cool. <laughs> Let's, uh, there's no blood inside. This doesn't <laughs> seem right. The description doesn't fit. I'm reading this out loud, and all I feel is it's just a, a story. It's not like, you know, it's not like it's not like the when he's when he plays that tape recorder in the first Evil Dead movie, and it starts, you know, it starts zipping. Mm-hmm. The the entity coming at you, oh, yeah. and doing really bad things to you with trees. Um, I won't go into full detail with <laughs> that. If you've not seen the Evil Dead, I'll let you put that on your own. Kind of changed it in the remake a little bit. Uh, well, well, not the re- not the remake remake, but the uh, second movie. Oh, you mean Evil Dead Two? Yeah, Evil Dead Two. Well, it's because Evil Dead One was like a was a more serious. He was going for a more serious tone to it, and then when he realized like how cheesy and fun it became and how campy it was then he's just like alright well when we do the second one which will technically be a rehash of the first one mixed with the second one they're gonna change some parts yeah um, still. but the first one I mean there is some scenes in that that still like ugh it still get me like the, the, the pencil to the ankle and, there's, nice. and the tree scene is kind of like really weird you guys you guys seen the movie The Mummy right? yes yes the, the unfortunately one, which wait which one? the first one which first one which 
Which the, first one? The, 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 the first one. There there's is. the Universal Pictures one. Univer- the, the Universal Pictures. Okay, one. they're all by. Okay, they're all by Universal. There's what the I mean is like the one from like the Golden Age of Horror, or no. like the one with Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Okay, okay yes. not the one with Tom Cruise. No. Okay. The like one okay. with Brendan Fraser. Okay. Yes. You remember how in the beginning of that movie, how um, uh, Hemotep was getting not Hem- yeah Hemotep was getting uh, uh, mummified. Yes. Uh, the hum die. The one part of that movie that really gets me, and I'm not normally cringy at all when it comes to blood and gore. I'm not. I'm not cringy. Can I take a guess at what it is? What the scare beetle? Yes. Yeah, that scene was kind of. Like, <laughs> oh man! It took an action film and made this like really like oh god. I mean, oh. we're we're going off topic here only because like when we sat down to do the research for this uh, collectively, we just came across a bunch of bump kiss, but we didn't want to give you like a bad show, so we thought. Maybe this would be a little bit more lighthearted than the other ones, so we'll kind of joke a little bit, but still talk about the beliefs and possibilities of things. I mean, do you believe that there's some sort of book out there that could possibly be some sort of crossover or bridge to the underworld that you can bring back the dead through spells and rituals? I mean, pagans and Wiccans have spells and rituals they believe exist and work. Yeah, so do the voodoo doctors. Okay, yes, yeah, so voodoo, hoodoo, that stuff. Black magic and white magic. There's different forms of things all over the place but they all they all do seem to have like some sort of necromancy rituals mm-hmm. and so where do those come yeah. from do those come from some sort of you know like we, we know we know our okay so like the like any religion's bibles has some sort of trace to like old scrolls and shit like that mm-hmm. I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that you know I said the S word my bad but I, where does it all stem from because some of them are very similar just like with these necromancy rituals and things some of them are very similar same thing with a certain witchcraft and voodoo spells. Some of them are very, you know, close to each other, but there's no real reason for it culturally, right? Unless we've lost some sort of trace or link to it between each other. I feel like, in a way, that when you get into things like um, rit- rituals, when it comes to things like the afterlife and like resurrection. There has to be some form of, like, sacrifice in a way. Like, those people that sacrifice, like, cats or any other living life form. So, like, alchemy. Like, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Like, they had to give, you know, it, everything has to be equal trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, in a way. In a way, there's a lot. Yeah, that's, that seems to fit a lot of belief, too. I mean, even in Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, like, there was a trade-off to, you know, when mm-hmm. you brought something back. It didn't come back pure. It came back evil. It's it's almost like um, like in order to get close to death, you have to first like experience death in a way. But as you're still living, I'm, not, I'm trying not to make it sound complicated. I, I mean, any way any way you deal with like some sort of bringing something back from the dead is going to be kind of complicated. I would think. I don't think it'd be an easy thing. Like, hey Sam, you down there? Get up, man. I've got this book. It works. See, Sam, come out. Salt just says, Sam, come out. It's not like they're going to pop up. I think, I think there's always going to be some sort of trade-off. But I think that's more of a moral compass kind of thing, you know. Like, I think that's kind of a way to show you that what you're doing requires some sort of your own conscience to be like, hey, should I bring this person back in fear of losing something greater, or do I have a way to sacrifice something else to bring it back? Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe that's where animal sacrifices. I know like human sacrifices and animal sacrifices go way, 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 way back. Yeah. Like the druids and stuff like that and like you know, like they think the um Stonehenge is used for 
uh, like necromancy type rituals, from what I understand, and like you know sacrifices to stop things from happening. And yeah, but look what the Mayans did too. The Mayans did that oh, too. Oh yeah, they did. I mean, the Mayans also had a like they had some sort of like it's some sort of game with uh, like a, st- a stone ball that would last like one game would last like a week. Like that, that too. They also played with a uh, uh, severed head too. Oh, did they? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but since that's the, I mean, that's the strangest thing is one of those, it's, it's once again, we're talking about the, the Necronomicon and that is a fictitious book, but somehow it's going to have some sort of tie to our world because in a way, all these cultures, once again, like aliens have these beliefs that there's a way to bring back the dead or even now, like nowadays, like we talked about last week with the Ouija board, we believe there's a way to talk to the dead. Mm-hmm. So where did that all stem from? Is it some sort of secret book that's. Maybe the Vatican has the real Necronomicon. You know, they have a lot. No, see, they have a lot of religious texts. I think in a, I think it's. A, I think in a way, we as humans are. We try to understand. We try to understand things to the best of our ability, and so we we create. So what you're saying is we create like a paranormal paradox. Like, yeah, kinda. It's like, and especially if we lose somebody like really close to us, we want to try to bring them back in a way. And uh, then there's that topic of uh, going off the rail here, but then there's that topic of also resurrection. You guys believe in resurrection at all? Well, I still, I still, I think that you know, like, and uh, resurrection is not to be cons- not to be mixed up with. Uh, well, I mean, uh, like coming it, back from the dead. What, the weird thing is, is, from what I understand, and uh, certain, and I'm not trying to get trying to push on or hate on any religions, but like the Christian religion, there's no coming back except for. What I understand, like two cases, there's coming back. There is um, Lazarus, I believe, was somebody that Jesus Christ brought back. Is mm, it Lazarus? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then himself resurrected. But the Lazarus one would have been necromancy. So there's got to be some way that somebody knew how to bring somebody back. You know what I mean? Right. Like apparently it was Jesus, and he had like powers, who's you know, son of God. But once again, where does this all come from? Where does it stem from? I mean, is this all just? Is it, is it all just us trying to understand things that we're, we're somehow subconsciously linking together to create very similar stories and methods? I mean, look at the monks. You have these monks that believe that they can meditate and just live forever. And, you and, know. And the monks also had, like, superb physical strength yeah, we, as well on top of that. We talked we talk about that last time, too. Mm-hmm. And, and they've got, they, they believe in resurrection. Well, not resurrection. For them, it'd be reincarnation. Reincarnation, I mean. And so I mean, like, but where does this come? There's got to be some sort of link or some sort of living point in history that somebody has seen some stuff. They're like, okay, okay, there's something going on here. I mean, like I said, Ouija board stuff like that. We all subconsciously link together, and there's different versions of it, in different cultures for <coughs> no apparent reason at all, mm-hmm. other than to. It, I mean, you think that's just your mental state? Like, I need to communicate with something that I can't communicate with, but I'm I'm trying to find a reason. To believe, or mm, I guess it's it's. I'll, I'll try to ask you some open-ended questions here. Yeah, right. Other than the Ouija board, have you ever like have you ever done research on trying to bring something or someone back from the dead? Aside from summoning, um, well, even okay, even summoning rituals. Like they're all, like once again, every culture has some sort of summoning ritual for different for different deities and demons. Or now, when I when I when I did the re- when I did some. Some of my digging, I was I was more con- more interested in spell casting yeah. and trying to bring back that which I have lost. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's what necromancy is, though. It's the, uh, it's it's basically the resurrection of something or someone through the form of spellcraft and rituals. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, so you have done research. I mean, so you believe it's possible? Do you believe maybe we just lost that link to where we don't have the the, the whole information? You see what I'm saying? Like, over years, the texts have gotten scattered. They're missing. I think that there are missing links somewhere that um, need to be addressed, in a way. And there's our understanding that we have thus far, yeah. when it comes to the Ouija board, for example. I think that there are certain paradigms that link us with us uh, that link the living with death in a way, because you can't have life without death, and you can't have death without life. And I think those coincide with reality and the way that we perceive things. I mean, Christian. I mean, what's your what, what would you what would be your takeaway on the whole subject? And then I've got another question after that. My takeaway on the whole subject is that there's. I want to say it's probably going to be something that we feel mentally as well as um, the fact that uh, mentally, because of losing, and the fact that we want to know the unknown. Okay. And in that knowing of the unknown, we also fear the unknown. I guess that in a way makes it makes it even more interesting. Well, okay. I keep I keep hate to go back. I, I hate to keep going back and tag on the Ouija board situation, but there was a moment in time when that started that we started breaking away from our religious beliefs. But at the same time as you showed me, back then. Praying to the dead or talking to the dead or trying to bring the dead back in some form or manner apparently was not far-fetched for any religion, even Egyptian or Christianity in, in certain time periods. It, it, it makes me think, though, I mean, what kind of books have been created through either some sort of paranoid schizophrenia or, you know, some mental disorder that they thought were, it was like a religious message, or in certain situations like that, I forget what it's called. There's a book that's basically like a book of the dead. It's basically Satan's Bible. And I don't mean like the satanic Bible. Oh, yeah. The, I mean the oh, one that the monk, the, I think he was a Gregorian yeah. monk, wrote in like yeah. the span of a day or some, yep. some weird, crazy, like quick thing because he didn't want to die. So he's like, oh, if I, I don't, don't, if you, if you don't, if you let me live, mm-hmm. I'll sell myself to make this book for you. And it's a huge book. I mean, this book's like, yay thick. And it's, it's, it's it's huge. It's almost half the size of a normal human. Normal human, okay. And everything in it's hand drawn, handwritten. Some with his own blood. They the Voynich manuscript. Is that what it is? Yep. Are you sure? The Voynich manuscript. Um, is that the really big? Is, is it really big? Huge. Yeah. If you can, if you can get a picture of this for yeah. people watching, um, how do you spell it? Just in case somebody else wants to like look it up. It is spelled. V O Y N I C H. Voynich manuscript. Voynich manuscript. Interesting. I don't. I don't think that's it, dude. I think that's a totally different book. That's a totally different book, dude. Is it? Yeah, that's a totally. That's the one that people to this day still can't figure out. Because I believe it was like a Dutch salesman or something like that ended up with a book. They couldn't figure out the writing, and then he sold it, and so people can't figure out. It's and it's weird because it's got. What are those? Uh, it's a, like a beast. Uh, it's a um, a, what are the bestiary? Is mm-hmm. that what they're called? Yes, that tells about like. Uh, but it's like it's like plant life and and animal. Life, but nobody knows where these things are from. Like these plants, they don't, they don't exist in our world, so they don't know what these are. 
Uh, I gotta look it up real quick, but uh, the the Gygus, the Gygus <coughs> Codex, yeah, Gygus Co- Codex Gygus. Let me make sure that's the right one too, because now we're finding all these other weird books. <laughs> Legend says that the monk produced the Devil's Bible. That's it, the Codex Gygus. Yep. You can actually get 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 out of here. Huh. There are actually replicas of this book, I guess, that I you can it. you can purchase. I kind of I kind of want to get it. It's okay. So I'm, I'm just I am reading off of Wikipedia, so I'm gonna give a shout out to them. And not, remember, not everything on Wikipedia is true. I am going to say that. Yeah, it's because anyone can edit it. Yes, it, um, the Codex Gygus, uh, or English Giant Book, is the largest extant medieval illuminated manuscript in the world at 92 centimeters, 36 inches long. That's dude. That's like huge. That is huge. Um, it is also known as the Devil's Bible because of a very unusual full-page portrait of the devil and the legend surrounding its creation. It was created in the early 13th century in the Benedictine Monastery of... I see, I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't want to butcher it. Uh, uh In Bohemia, uh, which is the modern Czech Republic. It contains the complete Vulgate Bible as well as other popular works all written in Latin. Between the Old and New Testaments are a selection of other popular medieval reference works Josephus's Antiquities of the Jews and De Bello, De Bello this is actually Italian. Um, De Bello e Adagio? Isidore of Seville's Encyclopedia, Entomologia. So there's entomology stuff in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chronicle of Cosmos of Prague. And medical works. There are an early version of the Ars Medicinae, which is another, like a medical book. Um, compilation of tre- treaties. Oh, treatises. Treatises? And two books of Constantine the African. Eventually finding its way to the Imperial Library of Rudolph II in Prague, the entire collection was taken as spoils of war by the Swedish in 1648 during the Thirty Year War. So, you and you can look at it, and the artwork, and it's kind of weird because it kind of resembles something else we were, were talking about, which is weird because we seem to find these links and ties in. So if you look at the picture, does that not look like one of our other topics tonight? Oh yeah, the Oni. It looks like it, it looks like a Japanese oni. Yeah, it's got that ogre face with the tusks, which goes and the back horns. to which goes back to every um, which goes back to every uh, every culture having their own t- viewpoint on what uh, demons are and what mythical creatures inhabit each um, layer. Yeah, circle. not layer. Um, circle, not circle. There's another word. Yeah, almost a deity. Well, in a way, I mean, this this book and several other books, like the Necronomicon, in a way, kind of also tie back to, uh, you know, the Divine Comedy and um, uh, Dante's Inferno. Mm-hmm. These books are, it, nobody really knows why this, this guy wrote the, these two books, but I'll, I'll tell you this, it's not comedy. <laughs> like, no. It means in a different <laughs> form of word of an older term. But this book, this one was kind of shocking. I mean, there's a lot of history on this book, but when I first read about this book, I was like, this kind of cool. So the guy was like a recluse... I, he was a reclusive monk, and I can't remember his name, but yeah, it's, it's the the Gygus Codex or the Codex of Gygus Codex Gygus, I think. It was. But um, Gygus. We'll, we'll put some pictures up and maybe throw the Wikipedia page on the links below. Mm-hmm. And once again, we don't necessarily we're not getting our research from Wikipedia as far as you know, like factual. We just kind of quick reference that because I couldn't remember what it was. But that's weird because you you did mention another book that just appeared out of nowhere that nobody's nobody knows what it is. That could be from a time period that we don't even remember or uh, collectively recognize or notice anymore because... Yeah, it's like a mysterious manuscript. Yeah, and nobody to this day has been able to solve it. Not one 
Codex has been able to translate any of this book. Now, the the Gygus Codex, or that book that we were just mentioning, the, book the, devil. the, no, book, the, the Bible, the, the Devil Bible, Bible. The, de- the Bible. Devil's Bible. Yeah, the Bible's Devil. That book, however, has been mostly translated, I believe, and... Yeah, you just said that you can buy it. Well, you can buy a replica. It doesn't mean it's the actual... I, I, I think it's know. just like, you know, like a replica. Like, it's not going to be... It's just what they could be... They were probably able to scan or, you know, take pictures of. I don't think... It, it might not even be a replica. Gotcha. It might just be a recreation or just pictures of what was inside. But it's... But it comes down to things like, how much of this stuff that we see and find are we seeing and getting a hold of? Because, like, if you look at, like... If you look at the uh, the Vatican... The Vatican has an underground library system. Oh yeah. That only top only top people of the church are allowed into. Some areas in it only the Pope. And I'm it, not making this up, this is a real thing. Oh yeah. They supposedly have altered versions of the Bible. They also have different versions of different things dealing with the Bible. And I'm not going into the Da Vinci Code stuff. That's not like I mean I think it's a cool story. I don't know if there's any like truth to that really. I know there's a lot of weird symbols and stuff in Da Vinci, but I think that's just Da Vinci. Because a lot of people believe Da Vinci was this religious guy when he really wasn't... I mean, he. a lot of people think he was just this like homosexual guy that was um, working for the church to make money as an artist. Because he did get in trouble several times. There is, <laughs> He would make paintings that the church is like, we can't pay you for this. This is crazy. What do you mean? You can't show that Jesus has like a brother and stuff? So you'd have to like alter and change things. So Da Vinci was a little weird to begin with. But... In this vault, in this library, there's just, there's scrolls, there's uh, books, and all taken from different times and periods of war that when Catholicism and Christianity, you know, just swept the entire European area. And And not only that, that library is also, like, barred from the public, too. That's what I'm saying. The, The only people in there are top church members. And then, even then, if you're allowed in there as, like, a historian... They will literally, like, arm, I, think, I believe they're armed guards, will literally take you around. And, like, you can go here, you can go here. And they'll stand outside the like, reading cubicles that you're allowed to sit in and read. But there's certain areas you can't go into. Like, they have artifacts and everything. They have religious artifacts down there that have everything. That they might have, they, I'm not saying they really do, but I'm sure there's some sort of, like, tie into, like, the Spirologinus and stuff could be in there and things like that. Artifacts that are pertaining to different religions and mostly Catholicism, but they do have other religious texts and, you know, things from other cultures. It just goes to show what else could be out there in a sense of... Exactly. A lot of people believe that they have the Necronomicon, the real one. Is that, did did that really come up in the research? I I didn't see that. I mean, it's cool. It ties back in. And then I wouldn't, if, if it does exist, I wouldn't doubt that it would be there. I mean, I, I think that is where the devil's Bible is. At least at um, one time it was. Uh, Sweden. It's in Sweden? It's in Sweden. Uh, so we might have to take a trip to Sweden. <laughs> Go get some meatballs and check out the, the Devil's Bible. Okay, so, but anyway, like, the, and that does make you wonder. Maybe there is a real, like I said, maybe a real book. Maybe there is some sort of factual referencing to it somewhere that mm-hmm. Lovecraft may have overseen by accident or, you know, just. Maybe he did have some sort of psychic thought or tie to it to write his stories. I mean, there's people that believe Cthulhu's real now because of his his writings, and that's come on, man. There, there ain't no. They there actually there's a um, a paranormal sound that was caught like in the deepest depths of the ocean. Hmm. 
Is it the blue? Is it the bloop? Maybe I know that they reference they reference Cthulhu to it. They uh, yeah they they yeah. basically reference Cthulhu to it. Saying that's Cthulhu. Yeah, that's the call of Cthulhu. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, bloop. I need to look that up. Yeah. But then again, I don't know. S- sounds weird. Because <laughs> you can even pick up we picked up sounds from space that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, the way Saturn's rings sound. It's no. really, really weird. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there, there's some sort of... There seems to be some sort of ounce of truth to a lot of things, and I think that this is one of those ones that I'd have to say is a... What is the Improbable coincidence? <laughs> like, there's too many... There's got to be some sort of form of book that, once at one point, people believe that could bring people back from the dead and do other things. Because there's a lot of cultures that still have similar beliefs that do similar things. And so, I mean, I think that pretty much covers it unless you have more to say on the uh, Necronomicon I don't have anything more to really say about the Necronomicon I mean however doing a little bit more digging in the Book of the Dead thing brought some interesting stuff but other than that okay so what, I mean, what was that apparently it has uh, spells in it well okay <laughs> yes that's the book wait, I mean which one the Egyptian one yeah the Egyptian one well like I said though those were like on Pyrus and each one like that's Each one true. would be like... The spells of the Book of the Dead made use of several magical techniques which can also be seen in other areas of Egyptian life. Yeah, so I mean, it could have just been just something that they went It's basically, through. like I said, I think it's... Like the way they was like kind of mentioning it is somebody sits down with somebody and they're like, okay, so these are the spells I want. Yeah, it's like a number of spells are for magical amulets which would protect the deceased from harm. So that's what that type of spell things are. Alright, so we're, um, I, just because we're talking about the Necronomicon, I'm gonna end it, uh, with three words. Uh, it's, uh, Klaatu Vratanikter. I might have said that wrong. I don't know. Which means you would get shocked. Huh? You would get shocked. What do you mean? From Army of Darkness. Is he get shocked? He gets his face sucked into a book and then he gets bit <laughs> by a... I'm glad you got that reference, though. But, uh, yeah, so we'll close the book that way, you know. Um, and then in the, the spirit of the Ouija board, goodbye. <laughs> I guess, okay, so what would be the second top, topic uh, that you'd want well, to I mean, We could on? go on the Oni, because the okay, picture that you showed from, from the Devil's Bible it was very It was very Oni-ish. Because if you, re, if you see here the main colors that they are Red, seen, blue, and green, yep. which is the same colors as, the, as that devil in the, um, in the, the, the Bible, Bible. The Devil's Bible. So, I, I'm... I should give more information on the Devil's Bible, but I don't... I think that would be something you'd, you'd want to read. Like I said, I don't like to touch too much on religion. But it, I guess it's not really a religious thing, per se. I mean, we, the whole subject we just talked about was religion. Yeah, I mean, In some we, way, with the Onis, it's not, it's kind of a religion-based thing, too. Religion and not so, but at the same time, yeah. It's kind of weird how much stuff we're finding in paranormal studies that are, like, going back to religion. So, I mean, what would you... Uh, what are your beliefs on the Oni? I mean, you want to give a rundown of what they are... Well, I mean, let's see. They are a kind of... I can't even pronounce the Japanese or the Chinese writing. Oh, like I'm going to be able to. <laughs> the Y-O... Oh, Yokai! Like that oh, game, yokai. that weird game. Okay. Is that what oh. you're hunting in those games? Like, is that, it's like the Pokemon version of Oni? Yokai, yes. So that's what Yokai, yokai is. Yokai-oi. Yep. There's a... There's or a Supernatural show. Ogre. Uh, I think it's called Yo- uh, Yokai Watch? Yes, that's the yeah. game we're talking about. Yeah. He was talking about. It's like a Pokemon-type game, but you... Uh, it basically like what Pokemon Go is, but it started before Pokemon Go, and it wasn't on your cell phone. You had to use like your DS. Huh. Okay, or supernatural ogre or troll. And, and didn't uh, he? Didn't that character in in that 
that TV show have a have a watch that communicated with? I don't. I've never watched the show. Yes. But he probably has. Yeah. So the yokai and that. Are yeah, just... there's there's different spirits and stuff he has to catch him. Yeah. Like, he yeah. he basically had um. A watch that he can see him and catch him with. Yeah. It's yeah, interesting. That, and it's, surprisingly, that was a pretty popular toy. Still is. Is it really? Yeah, they already did uh, number two for the 3DS. They just re-released that. Uh, I mean, that's uh, that's getting off topic, but I mean, like, what? So, what else did you find out about the Oni? Like, like I said, there's, I mean, there's a lot to it, but there's a lot more than what we could cover in like a, mm-hmm. you know. Of course, like they have, they've been known to have yeah, single horns or mini horns, coming from uh, their heads. Now, were there different um, shark claws? Yeah, were there different? Oh, the tusks coming out of their mouth, the curved tusks mm-hmm. from the bottom lip. Are are there any? Um, is there any reasoning behind wild hair? Yeah, is there any reasoning behind the amount of horns, or did it have any sort of symbolism? Or no, no. They from the research, no little actual symbolism or anything. Just like I guess, just different species of oni. Okay. I yeah. guess is what would it be. So just like to. just like different species of elves and half. Like, you know, like yeah, animals or dragons and anything like that where you have different type of different types of good stuff. Some have third eyes. Uh-huh. Okay. Of is there a reason before that or is that just another trait of some of them? There's not like a you know, like just you can a, see the different worlds or pr- something with it. I mean, could you imagine coming across one of those creatures? What an oni? Yeah. Like a demonic. Troll. I don't know, it depends. Are they all like? Are they all evil? Um, are they malicious, benevolent? I mean, um, some. According to, I'll have to do a little bit more digging again because I haven't really, I didn't really get to finish that part of my research. But I just think it's more of a different. Uh, I mean, the, it, it, if you look up the artwork for, I mean, the traditional Japanese artwork for some of these that were found on scrolls and stuff like that are just, just amazing. Yeah, um, um, they also look like the one that the, from the one guy too that you found. To yeah, the they do. It's a very very similar art style as some of it, um, which is kind of weird because it makes you wonder how much how much did a recluse know about another civilization? Yeah, they're typically portrayed as hulking figures with one or more horns growing out of their heads. Stereotypically, they are conceived of as red or blue colored or green colored, wearing cloths. Of tiger pelt and carrying iron clubs. Oh, see the ones I'm seeing have like wooden. Oh, I get you. Yeah, it's iron. Looks like a wooden club, but because of the obviously, it's just a picture. <laughs> I guess they were they, they in a lot of belief that they're uh, they're Hindu Buddhists, which once again we're finding religion tied into things that most religions would shy away from, even though it's in their belief system and history. Mm-hmm. The Hindu Buddhist creatures such as the Mandavaring Yaksha and the Rakshasa. Became the oni, I guess they became the oni who tormented sinners as wardens. So they became like um, like the judges basically, <clears throat> or uh, they became the ones that um, overlooked the underworld prison and this belief system. That's almost like uh, in the Egyptian culture, the god of the dead was Anubis. Yes, he foresaw the underworld. Oh, and then I mean Hades in uh, Greek. Yeah, or is that Roman? No, Greek. The Greek. Hades is. Greek, yeah. Okay, so then what's his... He has a Roman equivalent, too. Uh, yes. I think it's also... It wouldn't... I mean, it's not Hades as well. They, they changed the name. No, it's a different... We, which is weird. Check this out. There. So if anybody's listening to us that has, uh, is a nerd like us, you're going to recognize his name, King Yama. You know what that's from, right? Apparently yeah, that's well. a real Oni. Yeah, that's what it says right here, too. 
uh, passed down by Hell's something. King Yama, the hungry ghost. <laughs> he did look hungry oh, in Dragon yeah, Ball. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that makes Go sense. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, there's a, there's a lot of beliefs and, once again, disbeliefs these things existed. Mm-hmm. But it's a heavy, heavy religious-based thing that happens in culture that seems to still tie into other cultures without realizing... Uh, some yeah. some scholars have even argued that the Oni was entirely a concept of Buddhist mythology. Pluto was the king of the underworld world in, in Roman. Pluto, yeah. Um, so Hades was Greek. Hades Pluto was, Greek, was Roman. Pluto was Roman. So that's crazy. Was Christian. Huh? I said the devil was Christian. Well, technically, yeah. Um, they, they say Satan with Lucifer. Because Satan's actually referred to in the Bible as several different things. Yes. Yeah. With different terms and beliefs, so they don't know if Satan was actually his name. The, the, the traditional one is the one that watches over the underworlds, Lucifer. And the morning the, Is that the morning the, star, right? Yep. And then the Satanic Bible, Satan and Satan and um Satan and Devil are two different words. Yeah. Um there's also other beliefs in the the whole um righteousness of Satan and that he's not or Lucifer that he's not actually a bad guy but just appointed to to hell to do a job which once again I'm not trying to get into like beliefs and stuff if you want to read it go ahead or do you, I mean do you want me to read it yeah that's fine so I mean yeah um so Oni are kind of cool looking I always liked Oni I just kind of a picture not too long well it's been a while uh, several years ago that was kind of like an Oni in a way he had like the tusk coming up but it was broken and it was bottom lip and he had like these huge gauged ears and, and it, it makes you wonder though like how much of this stuff tied together at one point or was maybe the same thing at one point that it somehow died, like just diverse and divided because of just possible uh, moral think, compasses changing and times changing and things you know being accepted and not accepted I think different cultures developed their own belief system based on what their ancestors went through yeah but I mean, it's, it's just weird that um, I mean outside of like something like atheism where I mean, even agnosticism. There's, uh, there seems to be always a belief of some sort of evil entity and good entity. You know, it's always like mm-hmm. a different, like demons and uh, angels and an Irish like fairies are bad and that's leprechauns like, are evil little bastards and. That that's like it. That's like if somebody's um completely agnostic and doesn't believe in the paranormal, and comes across a good person and a bad person. Well, that would be that. Well, agnostic, I believe, means you believe in the possibility of a higher power. Where atheism is more of the long lines that uh, there is no higher power or anything like that. Agnostic is like in between. Atheist is straight up like doesn't believe. Well, I mean, but that's I mean I know atheists that believe in ghosts. That makes sense. I do know atheists that believe in ghosts because it's not because the the thought of atheism is basically the belief that there is no god or existential creature that watches or watches over us or created us. So in that in that aspect, that's that's as far as I'll delve into that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do know atheists that believe in aliens, and I do know atheists that believe in like Bigfoot and, and ghosts and goblins and you know it, other ooky spooky things. It's it's funny getting on the topic of that because I used to be atheist way back in the day. Okay. Yeah, and and my 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 belief systems kind of like really shifted. I mean, shifted to. I mean, I don't want to dive into that too much, I guess, but. I mean, I mean, what are you, like, more agnostic now? The belief I'm, that there is a I'm possible... More, I'm more on the side of... Can we... I mean, can we be honest here? Yeah. I mean... Oh, okay. It's an open platform. Well, okay. It's, it's, I mean, let me just... Let me just warn you, and you should put this at the beginning, that 
all our beliefs don't tie into each other or represent the others. So yeah, that way we're not here to offend. You know, we're not telling people they're wrong for their beliefs. No, no. We're just showing that you know this has tied into it to where we kind of have to talk about it. So I, well, well, since since we got on this topic, I I think that there's a higher power. I I think that there's a God, but at the same time, I also think that whichever whoever who who or whatever this thing is, I don't think he cares. So you about, think he's you think he's a benevolent. Or malevolent would be, not even malevolent. Not even malevolent. I just think he doesn't care. The benevolence, he, it, it doesn't care. Okay. Well, then it's just. So you think it's a narcissistic? Yeah. Being. Absolutely. It's a nihilist. Absolutely. It's a nihilist, Donnie. Be- I mean, because in all honesty, they say, um, and I, me, me personally, I, I'll, I, I, target like the not target. It's wrong. Bad word. Like when it comes to the Christian belief. Mm-hmm. And how they label Satan as such a bad guy. Yeah. It's, I mean, say, uh, Satan was cast out of, out of heaven because he didn't, to me, he was cast out because he didn't, he basically went up to God and said, like, I don't, I don't want, it shouldn't be like this. Well, from, from things that, in certain beliefs, a lot of people kind of see, it, like, if you look at, uh, if you look at the different Bibles, the Old Testament and the New Testament, um, a lot of people died in the Old Testament, and, yeah. and God has killed a lot of people. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying within that that book or within those books, there's been a lot of death on God's side from whole, you know, whole like mass uh, cultures and they just wiped out like the flood and everything. You know, he told Noah, Noah, build the ark. The flood's coming, and that he wiped out entire civilizations. No reason why. I mean, like, you know, I don't know why he did it, and nobody seems to know why he did it if he exists. But when you get down to it, if you look at Satan's death count, it's like 12. Like, Lucifer's only killed like 12 people. And most of the time, he didn't kill any. It wasn't like first-hand accounts of him, like... No, but they all deserved it in a way. Yeah. He, was, he basically... He would he would test them, and if they failed, he'd have them taken out. And so a lot of people believe that, like, he was cast out for... There's a there's a theory in going around that uh, he was cast out for wanting equality between humans and angels, which I guess humans had taken lovers with angels, yeah, and that created the Nephilim, yep. which is a kind of a hybrid species. And God's like, that's an abomination. We can't have that. And so Satan, Satan, and the rest of the ones that rebelled it was, were. It was um no, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. Okay, so Lucifer and the other angels that rebelled were cast out because they wanted equality. You know, he, they, and it has been shown in the actual Christian text that, he, well, they, the way they show it is that he wanted the humans to be treated like dogs because the angels were being treated less than humans, so he didn't agree with God's power, which in a lot of in other situations, people believe that he wanted equality. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So he was cast out. Yeah. And uh, so, like, that was the whole reason for giving him, free, giving, giving humans free will was that when he was cast out, when they destroyed everything and had to rebuild, that, oh, well, there is another option. And you can have free will. So he did give... Satan, Lucifer, supposedly gave humans free will. That was the whole apple thing. He gave them the choice. It's like, you have to make that choice. I can't force the apple upon you. You have to take it. And there's other beliefs that have similar stories, too, which is Mm -hmm. crazy. And then when it comes to something like that, it's almost like it's either God's way or no way at all. Yeah. It's weird how... 
once again, and I'm not I'm not saying God's bad. I'm not saying Satan's no, good. No, we're not we're not bashing anybody's. Yeah, it's just here. when you come up to research and you find kind of this stuff, we like to give both sides. We're very unbiased about the situation. I will say something that doesn't reflect my beliefs because it's something I came across. That's mm-hmm. strictly what this is. It's it's coming from different points, and you know, like yeah. I said, there's other people that believe Satan was just just an appointed figure of of God to watch over the underworld for the sinners, which also would make perfect sense and will well, tie in with Pluto and Hades because Hades and Pluto well, weren't necessarily yeah, evil. Even, yeah, even the, the Satanic time. Bible mentions that Satan isn't really a person. It's more of like an ideology more than anything. Yeah, well, well I mean, like, that's the funny thing because everybody doesn't seem to... There's a difference between devil worshiper and Satanist. Yeah. Um, Satanist is more of a... It's kind of like a mock reverse religion. Like, we like don't sacrilege. need... We don't, we, we don't need a higher power... To scare us into believing things. If you look at, like, the Satanic Bible, a lot of this stuff's more like a guideline. Like, I'm talking about the real one, not like the, you know, like, the, oh, evil, evil... <laughs> like Anton LaVey? Well, even then, his, his, his philosophy at the beginning was basically being a good human being without mm. the need of a higher power. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to believe in heaven or hell. I mean, even though this is a crazy thing. I don't know if it's an actual thing that he, he did say... But there was reports flying around that uh, even the newest pope has stated that there is really no hell. That it's more of a, it's more of a conscience, you know, like, it's, it's more of a conscious belief to punish yourself for where you, like, what you did. The perfect quote to that is, hell isn't a place you go, or hell, hell isn't a place you go, it's something you carry. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's cool, I like the new pope. The new pope's kind of cool, well, he's not new anymore, but. <laughs> new, new. New, new, it's better than the Nazi. Yeah. And, then, and once again, not not my opinion. He was a Nazi sympathizer. Um, but then again, a lot of religions have been on certain bad things and you know, sides without knowing or really caring. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh no, it's it's way getting off topic. Well, we're not really getting off topic because we're. I mean, we're still talking about the belief of like the Oni. They're the wardens of the underworld for Japanese culture, certain Japanese cultures, and even mm-hmm. Chinese cultures too. Yep, Chinese and Japanese. So. I mean, yeah, so, once again, beliefs of different things. And oddly enough, where does it all come from? It's kind of weird how this has become a philosophical thing, because there's got to be some sort of point in history that someone saw something and was like, you know what? I'm going to question that. I'm going to, yeah, you know, I'm going to write about it, and then, you know, maybe people will believe me later on. Maybe Maybe that goes back to our questioning nature as human beings. We like to question things. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of where the whole topic paranormal comes from. If it's without, if it's not within the realms of being explainable with normal, either physics or scientific study, and it's just bizarre, it's not provable right or wrong with any sort of normal means of normal uh, research or uh, experimentation, then it's paranormal. Yeah, it's almost like, well, this is an obvious example, but it's like that's a mouse. Why is that a mouse? Okay, because uh, genetically, um, physically, uh, all its attributes match in meet those criteria. Now, if they somewhat alter and differ, we still scientifically can prove that, oh, this is the reason this mouse looks more like a rat, because it's genetically changed, maybe through evolution or through crossbreeding, that this rat has become a hybrid of a mouse. Now I'm talking about a computer mouse. Oh, oh, you're talking about a computer mouse. I said, yeah, mouse. Well, once again, its main function is provable by scientific means. You click on it, it's hooked up to your computer, you can move it around, it does what a mouse is supposed to do. It's designed to do that, therefore it is in that that parameter of what that is. That is a mouse. Now, if I was sitting here using this, like this microphone that we're talking to, once again, it has its parameter and reasoning for what it is, and 
a way to scientifically show that that's what it's doing. It's, it's recording us right now. We can prove that through science. Mm. Now, if you look at it in a way, if I sit here and I'm starting to move it around and click on it, and nothing's happening on my computer, and I'm like, why is this mouse not working? Either I'm dumb, or somebody's just not telling me something's going wrong here, because that clearly is no longer a mouse. Now, now, when it comes to people that believe in uh, the Earth being flat, or uh, dinosaurs being on the ark, why and, is it that their their idea their okay. ideas are so warped? Well, here's I mean, here's an interesting take for me. They're able to stretch me. it. Here's an interesting take on that kind of stuff for me. And it does tie in different beliefs in different, you know, different cultures. I don't... I, first of all, I think as a human... As a species, I think humans are way older than we believe. I think we've died out, come back. And that's shown in different... Different Bible... You know, even different Bibles show that there's been civilizations that have been wiped out and then reborn. Oh, yeah. So, I think we are way, 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 way older than we believe. I believe we could have been possibly around before the dinosaurs. Then we died out. The dinosaurs came back. Or came in, and then they died out, and then we're back. And then, you know, because everything goes in waves and structure. There's always a structure to something. There's always a way to scientifically prove. We haven't historically got there with artifacts and things like that. But you look at these out-of-place artifacts from different cultures, uh, such as the uh, the Enchiterian machine, or the Enchiterian mechanism? Enchiterian mechanism. That's way beyond what historically shows us to be capable of at that time period. Just like certain weapons we're finding, and, and like the Baghdad batteries, which are batteries that are in like Baghdad and Egypt, they're finding similar things. We wouldn't have been able to do that. What were they, what were they powering? It's clearly a battery. It's got the same makeup and design of a battery. So we can scientifically look at it and be like, either they had a different function for it, we can't figure it out. Or scientifically, we found batteries that like predate any any sort of like electricity or, or battery. And I think... I think realistically we're just way older than we think, and I think that's where we come into that whole. There's that. There's that lost missing link. Mm-hmm. We at one point were as one one species and got along and scientifically just so advanced that what we're doing now is going back to that. We are we are becoming. We became so advanced that we became complacent in technology, and then we started losing humanity. We started falling into a depth of things where certain sh- situations should not be here. And come back. Like, racism should not be a thing. But it is. And there's there's reasons for that. But it's because we're relying too much on other things. And we're becoming... We're basically becoming inhuman. We're dehumanizing ourselves from the world with the use of stuff like this. And if it's used properly, it's a great tool. If it's used incorrectly, it's going to end up killing us all. And that's... Look at what we're doing with AI. How do we know we haven't done this before? Mm-hmm. How do we know that, like, we have not done this before? To where we created an AI, and then AI looked at us and said, Stupid humans. Yeah, but there were also there were also AI that actually drowned themselves. Well, think about this: what if God or any sort of religion was just an AI? What if it was an alien being that taught us how to grow? Oh, God, believe it. What if? And this is going to blow your mind, I think, because you'll really get a kick into this. It has been proven that the Ark is not a possible thing. Correct? You can't put two of every animal on the Ark. There's just no way. But they found it. They didn't find the Ark. Yeah, it's... There's, no, they didn't, dude. That is a hoax. If you can no. prove to me that they found the, the Ark, that's fine. But they didn't They didn't find the Ark. And I'll tell you why. A genuine Ark. That, all the, the that it's actually, on. as an archaeologist, a, an actual licensed archaeologist and historian came out like, yeah, no, that's the Ark. There's proof that Noah was there when he was 700 years old or whatever he lived to be. And then there's... Because, come on, how old was... Noah was, like, ancient. Yeah. So either there's some sort of technology keeping him alive... But here's my theory. You want to know how you do the Ark and you do it properly? It wasn't 
just a wooden ship with two of each animal on there. I mean, it wasn't a way. It was a ship with two of each animal, but it wasn't. Because you know what it was? The technology was so advanced at that time that it was probably like some sort of DNA in a tube or like coding on it, like a computer program that told you this is these animals. We're cloning animals now, right? Yeah. We're, oh, we're, we've been cloning animals for years. I know, but now we're talking about bringing mammoths back from like DNA? Yeah, no. But if that's possible, that's just showing that we, I think we've been here before. I think That's it's my belief. And I'm not saying that God doesn't exist. I'm pretty sure if we wanted to, we could take chicken chicken DNA and um. Well, oh, they've already yeah they've already thought about that. Yeah, Doing the dinosaurs from chicken DNA. Yeah, not just chicken DNA. You ever seen like emus? Yeah. And um, what was that other bird? Uh, an ostrich. No, not an ostrich. Uh, the the uh, the the one with the is it the one with the ca- uh, capa- ca- not a capybara. Um, no. God. I know what you're talking about. It's the one with the giant bony fin that are like <laughs> yeah, really that. vicious birds. Oh, that has the three thin claws? Yeah. The three toes? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they look like those, velociraptor toes? They, well, they say that's like probably the closest evolved form of what a dinosaur would have been. They Dinosaurs would have been, they were going to look more like birds. Just like a velociraptor. They got it wrong in the movies. A velociraptor is actually like a really tiny Yeah, but those dinosaur. animals, the thing is though, those animals went extinct for a reason. Why would you want to clone those? Because we've been here before. It doesn't we're, matter if we've we're been trying here before. To, we're trying to, as humans, figure out while we're here what we're doing and what, what happened. And this is how we're doing it. I and get that, but let's not create... Let's not re... Oh, let's not... Uh, oh, yeah, because, like, let's see. Let's not give whatever thing might be out there to give, give us give them a reason to, like, annihilate us again. Yeah, exactly. So, like, we quit, create an AI and the AI's like, you just brought back a dinosaur and it just slaughtered 30 people? Not even an AI. Let's not even get in the realm of... Uh, dinosaur well, probably think about it though. Like, I think I think AI is technically paranormal and I think it can become evil and I think it can become good you know I think once again with like demons and angels I think there's two sides to every coin I also think that um, a millennia of inbreeding has made us stupid well, I think there's way more than that going on it's more than a millennia oh right uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, well, like, more than going... a millennia yeah it's a a lot of inbreeding has made as us Christians stupid as Christians still looking for this lost ark <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they claim that it was found in uh, Turkey on Mount. Uh, yeah, I know, Aaron but it's they, they, they have no. It's too small to fit. But if you look at you it, find it I know what you're talking about. And if you can find the picture, put it. It's way too small to put two of every animal on the ark. I'm sorry. So the only way I can think of that possible is a collection of DNA stored in a machine from somebody scientifically smart and capable of realizing, like, crap, everything's going south. Global warming's going to cause a flood. I've got to get these. I got to get this DNA out of here, guys. The Earth is flat. The Earth is not flat. If you actually believe that, then I, I have to fire you. Are you really a flat earther? No. Now I, I, I still wonder, like, where that came Matt, about. Matt, I, I have a brain. Well, I'm not okay. Once again, not discrediting anybody's belief. I just everybody that tells me to watch documentaries on that, and I have. They're like, it'll change your mind. It hasn't changed my mind. There's more proof that the world is round than there is it's flat. I don't. Mm-hmm. That one, I just, I can't. If you believe in a flat earth, that's fine. Prove me wrong. I mean, I have proof to prove you wrong. That's kind of where I take on it. There's scientific proof of the world's parameter and structure that we have scientifically proven that the world let's, let's is... Let's face it. Let, let's face it here. If the earth was really flat, cats would have pushed everything. Pushed everything. <laughs> Salem would have just had a field day. Oh, Christian couldn't find his proof here, so... Uh, you find it? Oh, by the way, I'm going to give a shout-out. Um, I don't know the actual... Um, websites off the top of my head um, but we have a Patreon now and we have merch and I, I do have to say 
We're all wearing our shirts right yes, now. Yes, we are. Uh, we're going to have to get a selfie of us wearing our shirts. So you can put it on this that. video to show it. They look amazing. They look really good. It, like, it's shocking. I have someone, I'm not going to lie, I, I've low-key worn my shirt the last three days in a row. Don't. Don't care. Don't. Don't care. It, it's, if I could wear one every day, I probably would. We're going to have been, new styles and stuff come out. Um, I've been promoting our podcast. It's good. I think anybody that even if you listen, please promote our podcast. Like yeah. we do this for you. We're like the PBS of paranormal. We're the paranormal broadcasting system. We're only possible with viewers like you. Yep. So you yeah, we have a Patreon, and we have, and I'm sure Christian will put that in the links. Hmm. Uh, we have a Patreon and a merch. Patreon uh, merch. And we have. We're gonna be coming out with business cards and other things. There's gonna be a lot of stuff coming. Um, but thankfully. Christian couldn't find pictures of this arc. No, I can. My phone's about to die. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You know they built a replica in Kentucky. Yeah, does it fit two of every animal? Have they tried that yet? Yes. They've scientifically grabbed every animal in the world and brought a male and female onto that boat. At least most of them, from what they have At least most of them, yeah. So you're going to tell me that a bunch of other animals just appeared out of nowhere, or I'm going to disprove their beliefs by saying evolution is actually real. Then where did the Great Flood happen? Well, actually, there is... There is... Um, supposedly markings on the Great Pyramids because the Great Pyramids are older than the other pyramids and older than what they believe. The same thing with the Sphinx. There's like water level. Yeah. So there was apparently some sort of massive flood at one point. Once again, look at the desert of Egypt. Egypt used to be green and flowing with life. Yeah, now it's just a desert. Global warming's yeah. already happened. We've already done this. We've already been here. We're going right back to it. We're we're what do you, okay? What do they say about history? It repeats itself. If you don't know it, it repeats itself. Yep. Well, we don't know our history. It's really funny. So we're just going to repeat it. So History is also written by the winners. Well, in that case, was a great flood a winner? Yeah, because a piece of water with a pen was like, on this day in 2001 BBBBC, not the British Broadcasting Channel, I... Did a bad thing. I flooded the world. But I'm a winner. I didn't, I'm a winner. I didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know liquid had the ability to write. You don't know? You don't know the history of water? Yeah, you're right. Maybe it's just... Maybe water it's just isn't had, wet. Maybe it's just had a million year... Uh, like water is not wet. Several million year uh, writer's block. Maybe that's the only reason water hasn't uh, written anything. No. Water is not wet. Well, if you're... Okay. <laughs> and jokingly, because we'll get back on track here. If you're in water, are you dry or are you wet? Because you're not wet until you get out of water. So are you dry in water? Mm. If you're in water, are you wet or are you dry? Is that what you're yeah. asking? Yeah, because you technically aren't wet until you get out of the water. I mean... doesn't really make sense. Ooh. It was just a joke I saw online. <laughs> that was an interesting little philosophical... Philosophical. 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 Like I said, this is going to be more of a lighthearted episode. Not because we did anything wrong, just because... Our topic, although it became more interesting than I thought it was, because once again we're somehow tying things together with plausible explanations, which is really strange. Um, I don't. Does it, anybody else have anything else? So once again, anything that you want to add to like Oni, or I mean, because we really did cover what we could on Oni. There's not. Mm-hmm. There's more. Well, <laughs> what? Yes. Awesome. Apparently, uh, apparently Patrick was possessed by a a tickling Oni. Named Pickle. Yeah, he's becoming broken. <laughs> right. All right. Cool. Anyway, so Christian, do you have anything to add to Oni? Were there any other legends or uh, myths that you'd you'd want to cover future of Japan? Because I mean, Japan's got a wow, a very illustrious a lot. history that spans like thousands of years. 
Yeah, one of the oldest cultures. A lot of different things, a lot of different yokai that I would like to like discuss. Even though technically that's onis, but now do you believe in the possibility of kaiju? It could be. I mean, you do. I mean, uh, uh, Godzilla was created by nuclear. After all, there is giant squids out there. There are. So and that that (laughs) that two covers goes under paranormal because that's what they believe. Like now they believe that the krakens that you'd hear about and. Uh, like pirate times and stuff like that, or in any any even in Viking times, they have creatures we that would swallow even, ships. We all. haven't even been to the deepest part of the ocean yet. No, no that would be the Mariana Trench, right? We've been mm-hmm. partially into it, but not partially. There's even more than that. No, I know. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, we're still dude. We're finding sharks that other like the Greenland shark. Oh yeah, Greenland's known about him forever, and we just found out about him in like the '90s or the 2000s. Like, what is this shark? We don't know. This is crazy. It just appeared out of nowhere. Some sort of new species. Greenland's like, it's the Greenland shark, you idiots. We, we know We know maybe like 2% of the world's oceans. We don't communicate with each other enough on things is what it is. Not too true. I mean, but I, I do believe, I mean, they, they've <coughs> caught, like, I don't know if you've ever seen the video of that really giant, the, the colossal squid that they caught mm-hmm. on camera was yeah. just like, huge. Yeah. Yeah, like, scarily, like. Oh, bigger than the I mean, one they found dead. In all honesty, would you want that? It's alive. You, you see its tentacle come up and it like grabs something and then pulls it away. Would, would you want that as a pet, though? What would you name it? Cthulhu. Photog First thing that comes to my mind is, Oh, you guys made me ink. That's an octopus. Thanks. Thanks for that uh, that insight there. And as Christian's like, i got to do a lot of editing now. It was going well. No, there's a lot. There's not really... I don't think it's been a bad show. I don't, no, I don't think there's been a lot of dead air or, like, bad jokes or inappropriate behavior from Patrick. Not a lot. Like that. The rebel. Anyway, so the next the next topic, which also could tie into what we were just talking about. Yes, especially the giant squid. The giant squid is ghost ships. Ghost ships is the second one. Kraken. Yeah, um, could have been. Um, I... I went on this journey hoping to do ghost ships, which is like kind of a. I, I wanted to do ghost ships because it started with us jokingly, not jokingly. I don't want to say jokingly because it's a tragedy, but like mentioning, kind of, humorously, if there's ever been like, a, the haunting of the Titanic, you know, in the Atlantic, like if anybody's ever come, like just, if anybody's ever come, like, I haven't been able to find any, situation where people have seen the Titanic go. I mean, I might be wrong, but. It would be really cool if we would be the first group to investigate something like that. So we're just going to go, what, float around the Atlantic Ocean and, like... Yeah, let's get a rowboat. Uh, yeah, we, we'll I mean, we could boat. do it. If we if we knew the exact location of the Titanic, <coughs> which they do, we could float above the water for a little bit, see what, you know, happens, but... Mm-hmm. I'd get in a rowboat. I'd have to be on a, a vessel. Yeah, no. A large vessel. You wouldn't get in a rowboat. You crazy? But, I mean, so what did you come up with ghost ships other than... Most of the ones I came across were just abandoned ships just floating around the sea. Like, the ones that would wash up in Japan with skeletons on it. Mm-hmm. And, like, the same thing was happening in Korea, too, not too long ago. That's just... Why? <laughs> Where are they coming from? What are they doing? And then, in some cases, there's no crew at all. There's just... there's It's just left like it... You know, like, nothing was wrong. Just like everybody just vanished. The blink of an eye. Yeah. And then there's that one that was on fire that those people saw. That and of course was, you got the most famous one. The there was one. There was one. Ah, I remember, there was one I remember reading about, but I don't remember the the crucial details. It's messed up. I don't remember the crucial details of it. 
But what had happened was there was a there was a cargo ship that had um, a crew of twelve people. We, ah, ah! I just because it was a family. It was a family and seven crewmen. It, it, oh, they, we were just watching that because they had they had um, industrial alcohol on the ship, and when they found the ship, one of the um, one of the uh, the windows was open, and they believed that they they evacuated the ship. Yeah, it was the Mary C E L S T E. Wait, but did that ship the Mary Celeste? Yes, Mary did, Celeste. Oh no, wrong ship. Huh? No, wrong one. Okay. The one that I'm, the oh, one that I'm, one. I'm talking about, the one that I'm bringing up, I don't remember the name of it. I need to do more research on it. But um, basically, what had happened was the ship ran aground, and the we were just at the, um, it had the cargo contained the cargo contained um, like salt or something of that nature, and basically what had happened, the ship sunk, and they had to get in the lifeboat. And, and the salt made it uh, made it rise back out of the water. Yeah, the buoyancy oh, okay. and the salt yeah. caused okay. it. To I'm not like sure that. what that one's called. I know what you're yeah. talking about too. That was a weird story. That was once again that kind of leads to the belief. Of, is that maybe what's how long, I remember? Like how long ago was that? I have to look that because that maybe that makes me wonder if like that maybe what started the legend of Flying Dutchman. Maybe if it was like in the 1700s that this occurred because of the spice trades and stuff like that. Oh, uh, yeah, the thing with the Flying Dutchman though is that they actually it has a crew though, supposedly. Well, yeah, but it's a ghostly crew, so you're not always yeah. going to see it. That's what I'm saying. It's and, like, wouldn't it be thing. weird if, like, you're out on the ocean and did come across, like, the, like somehow the real Flying Dutchman's still, like, floating? It's, like, not really a haunted ship or anything, but, like, it's just floating there. I like, mean, could you imagine coming across Davy Jones? Like, the dead body of Davy Jones? Or, no, like, even, like, the ghost? Jones, like, with the octopus face from Pokemon I don't. Carrying. I don't think that's... I think that's just kind of... I think that's uh, artistic licensing. Yes. <laughs> I don't think that's really what he looks like. I don't remember ever hearing him... Having tentacles maybe on, on of, face. Maybe it was because of that beard, though, that he had, probably. Maybe. Well, I'm sure he had a beard. Most pirates did. Um, yeah, look at Blackbeard. Which Even though, female pirates ironically do. enough, it wasn't like a full-fledged. They didn't... What, what do you mean female, female pirates, pirates, too? They had... Yeah. Wait, oh, I thought you meant the female pirates had beards. No, <laughs> no. I was like, jeez, yeah, man, what... No, they were female it's pirates. It's the pirate life. <laughs> and some, some female pirates dressed up as guys. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, uh... What's her name? I don't know. Something red, Bonnie. Red, red Bonnie. No, red Bonnie. Red Bonnet. There. No. There was. There was two female pirates that were like supposedly lesbian lovers or something like that. That. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Not. Not making that up. I'm not. But uh, yeah. So, but they, they, they would dress like men to disguise themselves. I can't remember her name. But yeah. So. You have, and, it's, <coughs> then, and the, the ocean's so massive and large, like, there's still ships floating out there. There could be abandoned cruise ships just floating around that nobody knows about. I mean, it could be, too, that the, due to the giant squids, I mean, maybe they got them, got the crew, possibly. Yeah, but, that, I mean, that would take a lot of, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, squids and octopus are, like, the smartest creatures, one of the smartest creatures we know of, and they can do weird things. But that would require, like, a giant squid being like, I'm going to go through this hallway with my tentacle and grab that dude from his room. I'm going to grab that guy over there. Like, I don't see that yeah, happening. That's true. I mean, the fact that a lot of these, like, everything's still set up how they were when they were there. Yeah. Like, Which would explain some of those where there's, like, there was water in some of the, uh, the, the rooms, but nobody could figure out why. Mm-hmm. Maybe they get, like, attacked by some rogue squid that just ran through the ship, or octopus that just ran through the, the ship looking for food. I mean, there's... 
there's so many possibilities there. People believe that uh, they're alien abductions. Yep. Um, there's people that believe, obviously, Davy Jones is a thing. So they or look at the crew. Um, there was a crew that um, was killed by uh, unforeseen circumstances, and they all were, like, petrified in a way. I remember hearing about that one, yeah. too, where, like, everybody on board was just, like, frozen in, in a fear. In perpetual state of so, shock. I mean, but that could have been pirates. I mean... No. That's not pirate-related. What do you mean that's not pirate-related? I don't think it's pirate-related. If you're, like, if you're, uh, depending on the era of the ship, if you're some sort of, like, you know, just traveler coming over here, and pirates jumped your ship and started beating you and, like, messing yeah. people up and stealing from you and killing people, you don't think that you'd be in a state of shock and horrification? You would, but in a... You would, but the way that they were, it was different. Like, for example, you had people that were literally, like, laying... Well, nobody can see you do it, so why I, don't I know, I know. Might want to take a picture? No, nobody wants to see you laying down. Yeah, no. No, dead. no, but what I'm saying is they would be in a position where... How do I explain it? It's like a, per, a, a perpetual state of shock. Like, like they, um, were, they were literally petrified. Yeah, basically. They were like, petrified in fear. Still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it was Davy Jones. Maybe. maybe his ship came out. They had they had internal injuries. Oh wait, I'm thinking of another situation. But they had internal injury. Inju- yeah, it was it was a different situation. It was in the snow. And they all had internal injuries. One person had their tongue removed. That was a mountain climbing expedition. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Nobody could. Yeah, nobody. It was a family. I think, yeah, and nobody could figure out who did that and who took the tongue. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's possibly a bear. Like, I don't think a bear's yeah, gonna no. beat somebody with internal wounds and then take the. Yeah, no. I mean, think about that though. Like, <laughs> I couldn't do it, but the, even if you look at other things that would deal with the ghost ship, what about Mount Everest? Do you think Mount Everest is haunted? Oh, huh? uh, you have a guy. Somewhat, that, yeah. You have a guy there named. He's known as Green Boots. Green Boots, yeah. And people use him, his dead body, his dead frozen body. They use him. As like a guide marker of where they are. Yep. Weird thing is, there is the is. body the body has moved several times to different locations on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean like, oh, he slid over that way. I mean like, huh, green boots. He's on the uh, he's on the other side of the mountain now. Why is he on the other? How is he on the other side of the mountain? Like, well, you also got to understand too that when a bo- the the law of Everest is, they don't bring it, things back. Once when, you're there, when, you're there. When a body falls, you leave it there. Yeah, they they. There's no. no rescue expedition or anything. Like you, nope. you go down, you go down. You find a resting place. There's over at least three hundred, maybe six hundred. Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, like I don't know what the exact numbers are, but I believe it. I think it's over that many. It's there's been a lot of people that have died trying to climb that mountain. Yep. Also, a lot of people seeing yetis. On on, on Mount Everest. Hmm? I'll say I haven't heard about that. I know that there's a belief that there's a form of um I don't know if it's there but in the Himalayans there's a there's a form of Bigfoot there that they call Yeti but it's like just a, they think it's just a rare form of white um, gorilla that started living in the mountains. There, there was a guy who tried to do a double traverse over Mount Everest. He did a first traverse and he tried to do a double, going over the same way he came in, like going through uncharted territory oh, of yeah. Mount Everest, like going up the North Face. Going to the peak of Everest and scaling down the south side into the Himalayas. It's just like all the other ships and boats that get lost on the, um, the Amazonian River and stuff in the jungles. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't you find the ships, but you don't find the people. We don't know what happened. It was the same thing with the ghost ships. Look at look at um, uh, um, was it Jamestown? Not Jamestown. Oh, Roanoke. Roanoke. Yeah, Roanoke. 
that that would be the similar situation. Yeah, prime example. And there's a lot of those in, in history where people just like vanish, and there's no there's no sign or trace of them or what happened or where they went. And and I don't mean like you know when people get kidnapped or or murdered and dumped somewhere. I mean like these are whole colonies and these are whole shiploads of people and these are these are groups of people going out and exploring things that not one of them survives to tell the story of what happened, so what happened, and we'll never find out unless we find some sort of direct link to them. Like, we kind of figured out partially with the Roanoke thing. We kind of have that, they, they believe that they ended up going with some Native Americans and either becoming slaves to that certain tribe of Native American, like forcing into slavery, or they went willingly with them because I, they had no choice. In, in all honesty, I think the Native Americans killed them. Well, there's proof that they went with them because they're find, they found artifacts along the trail that they used that the Native Americans used that tied those people to Roanoke. And at the time, we weren't, like, really in a bad place so badly with the with the uh, Native Americans at that point. Like, we were still kind of okay. Like, we were learning stuff from them, they were learning stuff from us, but we were, like, we hadn't become that tyrannical force that we we know as know us as of now, that we really wiped out civilizations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a whole... A whole a whole colony goes missing. And there, and that's not the only one. I mean, think about that Oak Island thing. Like, nobody knows what that is or who put that there. Like, we, we have no proof of what it is. People mm-hmm. believe it's, like, the treasure of Alex Kidd or something like that. But like that. there's no historical proof of that. So there's just this weird booby-trapped hole with something at the bottom of it. But who put it there? Maybe it was a colony that just disappeared. Well, I'm like, why? We don't know. We'll never find anything on it unless we find actual proof. Just like how, you know, for years we believed that the Nazis... You know, it was like theory that the Nazis were hiding out in South America and Brazil and stuff like that. And then like, oh, that's not, that's just conspiracy theory. And then they actually found evidence. Mm -hmm. See, in that situation, we found them. You know what I mean? But there's certain situations we'll never, we'll never know the truth. Even still to this day, they go to try to look for a Nazi, the Nazi, the Nazi. Oh, they're trying more now to prove that Hitler had been down there. I wouldn't be surprised. There's a cool, there's a cool documentary series on that, um, actually. That I watched. It's called. I think it's called Hunting Hitler or something like that. Yeah. It's uh, it's really good. They they deal with a lot of facts. They don't just like bullcrap their way through stuff. Like yeah. like, well, we came here thinking this is gonna happen. We found something totally different. So when uh, when Stalin actually heard about uh, Hitler's assassination, he actually sent out a group of secret. Uh, well, Hitler wasn't assassinated. Yeah. No. He supposedly killed himself. Yeah. But Stalin. Yeah, Stalin sent in a whole CIA, CIA, KGB, a whole bunch of Secret Service people in to actually make sure that he was dead. But the the only thing they found was supposedly a woman's pelvis. Yeah. Or a woman's skull. And then teeth fragments that, oh, they were Hitler's. They scientifically proved that they were Hitler's. But if if I'm faking my death, I might as well take out them gold teeth that people know I have. Mm -hmm. And then just leave them as as a, you know, oh, that's my skull. It's not. And what's really... Mess, mm. What's really messed up is that his ideologies still stand even today. Not stand, oh, but yeah. But even worse is they're now bringing their theory. They're getting more believed in practice now, which is really ridiculous. We and, do we do not believe with anything the Nazis have done. I I can't. I can never sympathize with the Nazi or and, anybody. And, if, you, if you if you question yourself, if, if you like. If I'm like, man, I can't hate Nazis, and somebody's like, well, define a Nazi, I'd be like, okay, yep, see you later. If you have to ask yourself that question, or ask somebody to define what a Nazi is, peace, we're done, not <laughs> not doing it. 
that stuff needs to stop. And, and they, were uh, even, they were even Americans. Yeah. Americans that supported freaking Nazis. Well, we weren't even... You know we weren't in World War II from the beginning anyway. We got into World War II because Japan blew up some of her... Uh, well, they blew up our harbor. They blew up. But you know what? They did that? Yeah. In retaliation because we, we messed up their oil. We, out of nowhere, we attacked their oil. Refinery? No, their ships. Oh. The oil their ships. transports. Well, that and we were also... So that was, a, that was an act of war, but this is a paranormal war. I mean, there's a lot of stuff paranormal with World War Two. We a little bit, yeah, oh yeah, um, we, we such as like the, the. I wonder about the beaches of Normandy too. Do you like? Do you think that's haunted? Do you think like? Yes, absolutely. Think so absolutely. I mean, there's even there's yeah, even similar to Gettysburg. Much like Gettysburg. Well, there's even stories of World War Two ships and stuff being like ghost shipped and yes, stuff like that. I believe it. Like the one you were mentioning. A lot of ghost ships. The ghost, the blue ghost, the blue ghost, the USS Lexington. Actually, want... somebody died on that boat. Um, there was an explosion in the key hall, huh. and uh, one person died. Well, then there's that uh, there's that other story about the one that went down where everybody got eaten by sharks, except yeah. for a few people that were hallucinating and seeing ghosts and stuff because they had drank nothing but salt water yeah. that caused them to hallucinate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently, if you drink too much salt water, you hallucinate. You do, because it. So it, when you see people coming you at you trying to eat you in the ocean, and it turns out to be sharks, that's crazy. Well, think about it; it dehydrates you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, this did happen. These this like school of sharks were just picking off these soldiers that were like floating around. And only a few of them survived. Which and which begs the other question: Is why do we hallucinate? Whether we're even if we're not on drugs, why do we sometimes hallucinate? I believe it's a disconnect within your brain somewhere, uh, psychologically. They're like the wiring, chemical reactions. That too. I think it can be caused by a bunch of different things. Of the five major organs in our bodies, we know everything about four of them. Well, we don't know anything about the brain. Yeah, but we don't know how certain substances necessarily cause you to hallucinate either. I mean, when does that happen? Is it like something to do with the enzymes within your liver? Is it something to do within your stomach? Your well, bloodstream? Well, no. I mean, I'm just saying it just goes to show how complex our brains are. But then again, when you're in a state of tragedy. What's to tell that your brain doesn't see things paranormally when the truth's right in front of you and it's not necessarily a ghost, it's you hallucinating a situation to basically overcome and... Overcompensate. Not overcompensate, I was just, um, not adapt. Oh, there's a word for it. Cope? Yeah, to cope with the actual reality. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't know, I mean, I'd rather, I think I, I don't know, would I rather see somebody coming after me like the Grim Reaper or would I rather know it's a shark tearing me a limb from limb, you know, like. I think it's kind of like that. Like it's that. Wait, is the Grim Reaper in the ocean with you? I'm just saying in general. Like, say you're having an hallucination during a death time experience. Oh yeah. And your brain sees it as something else. If you saw like a friendly Grim Reaper come up to you and be like, "I'm here to take you," you know, to wherever you believe you belong, and then it turns out it's just you coping for what's happening to you, saying, "I don't know, being ripped limb from limb by a shark," or you know. It's that it's like that they they have that substance DMT. Supposedly we have it in our spinal columns. Mm-hmm. A lot of people believe that that when you die or when you get close to death, that whole light at the end of the tunnel thing is actually that being triggered as a mechanism. It's like a self defense mechanism that your brain's like, oh crap, we're gonna be some, like there's some pain coming. It's bad. This is it. This is the end. And it triggers it like it's like a capsule, I guess that we have, and it and it breaks open, and you have a near death experience. And that's why people that have near death experiences feel like sometimes have a like a state of like euphoric like you know not 
immortality, but euphoric state of like state of euphoria, basically. Well, yeah, they might hallucinate, but it's the, it's their brain with a certain chemical a chemical reaction, coping with what's going on with the reality. So when you see the light at the end of the tunnel, that's the DMT in your brain, and that's why like it's weird. There's a lot of people doing DMT from like plants that. They do it as a recreational drug now, which is really weird. And they all see the same thing, usually. It's like a light at the end of the tunnel. Some of them have seen aliens. They actually claim to see the same exact... It's like the same description of aliens. There's certain there's certain ones that do this. I know this is off topic. And once again, it goes back to beliefs and situations. So I, guess, mm-hmm. I guess it ties back in. There is a... Uh, when you're on peyote, I guess you see this creature called Mescalito. Um, and Mescalito is this little... He's like this little imp-type creature. Kind of resembles an oni. Um, and he guides you through your, uh, your, like, spiritual journey when you're on peyote. And there's several cultures that believe in this creature. It's, you know, but they have the same description. There's paintings of him, he looks the same. It, it, it's really weird. And, uh, so, I mean, is that, is, is it that chemical reaction causing your brain to cope with what's going on with the reality of what's happening? I think that could be a possibility. I mean... Maybe with the ghost ships when people are seeing ghosts and stuff like that? Like, are they really seeing ghosts or are they just coping with what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. Your ship's sinking and you see, like, ghosts or something. Is that, like, is that a thing or is it just your reality being warped by the, basically the over-tragic situation at hand? You know? It's just like the Titanic. People claim that they saw the band and heard the band playing on its way down. Did they really? I mean, was that really happening? Is there actual proof that that happened? Other than accounts well I don't think there, yeah I don't think there's any other way to prove that than just accounts yeah there, very, I don't, there's no hard. footage yeah no none I well there is footage of the Titanic right like well, there's footage of the Titanic but there's no footage of it actually sinking no, well I know that Are you, I mean, they've made they've made sure of that right like no they found the Titanic yeah no I know that, they can't saying? physically go down and check like I'm saying is there no, any like, film out there of somebody going down so. and checking there's none no there would be none I was saying, is there any film of like somebody on a lifeboat? You know, I don't think so. Oh no, no. which is thing, which no. is weird because there's not a. I mean, there's footage. So where did the cameras go that were on the Titanic? Did they sink? How do we get some of the footage from it? Because there's footage of people on the Titanic. That's when they're at the bay and the harbor. That's when they're docked. Like even when yeah. it shows them, like, huh? I don't think. You know what's weird? And then I think about it. Why didn't anybody on? The Titanic have a camera. That's what I'm saying. Well, cameras weren't very... Well... I mean, they were yeah. hard to come by back then. It wasn't like a... It was like I just go down to the local dime store and get one for 30 bucks. Yeah, no. Times have definitely changed. We're not in that era anymore. Um, but and then it's weird, because it, it goes down to that. Like, I've not... There's... I guess there's no... From what I could gather, there's no actual um, ghost tales of the Titanic still, you know, out there partying before the time of... You, you know, know destruction. Now that we're on the topic of the Titanic, I need to look through my pictures again, and I need to show you that picture that I thought I saw something Well, in. if you can find it before we put the YouTube version of this up, we can put the picture on there and let people see what they think they see and let I, us know. I know. I need to look through the pictures again, because I swear to God... No, 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 don't, don't say what it is, because I want to do an experiment with this. Um, no, I'm not saying what it is. Okay, so... You find the picture, we'll put it up with this video. Hopefully, we'll have it up with this video. And then you guys can see, maybe tell us what you see, you know. You know, and then we'll, we'll do like a poll. Because they said, they said that the Titanic exhibit is haunted because of the artifacts. Well, I mean, Titanic. think about it. Once again, we go back to the energy situation. That was a tragic, terrible thing that happened. Hmm. 
I mean, it, I, I can see where the energy is very potent there. And once again, some artifacts have to be still underwater and shown off. So there's energy there, if you believe in that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I believe it. Like, I want to go to the Orlando Titanic exhibit. That's why I think certain objects can hold very... What's the word? Well, we know, we know water produces energy. I mean, it's a given. I'm not talking about water. I know, but I'm saying... When you have these artifacts, some of them are, like I said, the only way to show them off is, like, submerged slightly underwater. Mm-hmm. Well, why? What, what do you think's doing? It's like a, it's like a microwave transmitter of, like, pure energy around an artifact that's got its own energy from something that happened that's so terribly tragic. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as ghost ships, though, that one was kind of the most disappointing one of this week for me, because oh, I was thinking, I was kind of hoping, I was kind of hoping to come more across, like, actual more ghost stories than just a ship that that came washing up that was empty you know yeah it's like a half and half situation yeah i mean there were a few but somehow it's weird how many empty ships show up which is kind of more strange now that you think about it Mm -hmm. but there wasn't really a lot of like oh there's ghost ships that's floating around you know there's like dude i saw this whole ghost situation here there's these guys over there look they're pirates i can clearly tell that they're pirates I mean that would be terrifying though if you're out on the water, and like I don't mean like the Somalian pirates. I mean like you come across pirates from the 1700s that are like they look real, they sound real, it seems real. They're not real. That would be terrifying to me. Unless it was Johnny, or you know, if it was Jack Sparrow. I'd be like, yeah, I'd join you guys. I mean, what, did you find anything interesting on those <coughs> ships? I mean, you have your, like your notes. I mean, other than what we've already discussed, not really too much. Just the fact that they're that you have both different styles. I was I was more interested in the uh, Book of the Dead than anything. Yeah, I mean, there was a like, and the, and it did that opened up to like once again. I I kind of went in thinking this was going to be kind of a bad episode, and I don't want to release a bad <coughs> episode to anybody. I, I want you guys to know that that we were like borderline ready to pull the plug on this episode, uh, just because we felt like the topics didn't live up to what we had hoped when we started researching them and then somehow I mean, through just through talking about stuff and, and, and different cultures and things I gave it it gives it a bigger more broad perspective on the possibility of these existence mm-hmm. or the existence of these objects I mean we know that there's all sorts of different art or not artificial all sorts of different like ancient artifacts that you know I gave you that book that we will we will be going over eventually with the uh, the, the occult and the third Reich we're there was a super uh, elite special ops agent or uh, unit sent out by Hitler to find objects of you know the supernatural with supernatural abilities like the Spear Longinus and stuff like the that. UFOs. Yeah, because he believed that the Spear Longinus could actually give him the power of immortality. Oh. Actually, they actually—that's what Hellboy, the first movie, is based on. Mm-hmm. And that—that was apparently a real thing that he did. Yeah. Hellboy's not real. I wish that'd be cool. <laughs> but so. What I thought was going to be a bum episode like that, it's that, you know, that one that we, we lulled a little, I don't mean like lulled like LOL, I mean like lulled like we, it was a little bit, I thought it was going to be more dull and, and kind of boring mm-hmm. and not really full of anything exciting. I think it became a pretty interesting, good episode. Yeah, especially when we were discussing about the uh, books. Yeah, I mean, the, once again, I mean, where did it all come from? Where did it all start? And the fact that uh, one of those books that you, the Codex one, has the uh, same. That looks like an Ernie, yeah. 
So yeah, go look that up. He'll post the picture in the video, but um, I mean, once again, if you listen to us before the video, you won't see that. You won't see certain things. But I, I do. I try to get everybody to like, kind of listen to us. Well, technically listen to us once, watch us once. You know, technically listen to us twice because when we talk about stuff, when it's just the audio, you don't get like a full visual image. What Christian does production wise and and, and sort of like directional direct, directional wise. Is he'll go and find pictures and videos and he'll add it to the video for YouTube. That usually comes about a week after our initial release for the episodes. You can still listen to us um, audio only on so many different sites. We have so many now through Anchor FM. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. So you can find us on like SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Spotify, um, Google Play. Google Play. We're on Google Play too? Cool. Yeah. We're on a lot of different stuff. So you can always find us. But I, I have a lot of people that do like to wait for the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my customers at work, she, she enjoys watching the video ones. So I always have to let her know. For some reason, she doesn't. I, I, I checked her thing. For some reason, she's not getting the notifications, which kind of bothers me because that's not the first time I've heard about somebody not getting the notification. The for, yeah, I know. I checked that it was on, but for some reason, it's not always notifying. It doesn't notify me. Mm. So I don't know if there's something there that we need to fix or. What, but, uh, it happens with the, uh, everybody. Yeah. So there, I mean, there are people that do like to listen and wait for the uh, the video version, and they, I think they're great. I mean, I sit and watch and make sure everything's fine. It gives it a different point of view, I think. And if you listen to us, you can kind of absorb the information. But if you listen to us and then watch the video mm-hmm. version, I think it gives you like a different perspective on things. Because when you see like these mini documentaries from like the History Channel and you know public knowledgeable uh, sources, basically, and uh, so it's, it's a great way to listen to us, uh, but it comes out about a week, sometimes a week and a half after the audio release. Um, I don't know if there's... We didn't really do um, a news story this week. We forgot about that. Uh, was there anything that happened? I know there was some new footage of somebody that had like a UFO, or that saw a UFO. I think it was like, I, I can't remember, Wisconsin or Michigan or something like that. They got video of it. It was a really shaky cam. bring up that one website. That yeah, I don't know what website that is. Do we know anything going on with the uh, sarcophagus sludge? Is that guy going to drink it? Is that? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is In the that, name of science. Like, you've got to be really stupid. Like, you... <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> once again, it's proving my point. We're dehumanizing ourselves and becoming really, really dumb. What do you think's going to happen next? Mass extinction, because we're dumb. I believe it. Dude, come on, man. Global war- The global warming's happening. The sea level's rising. Gonna Would be you sound flood. familiar like it's been there before? Huh? Sound familiar? Like we've been there before? Yeah. Well, better start getting them animals together on your ark. Oh, we're going backwards. On Christian's ark there. That <laughs> found in Turkey. Yeah, I'll make sure to bring the dinosaurs. Because, you know, the dinosaurs you were... You didn't find it in Hammer Salon. Well, if you want to get technical, the dinosaurs were mentioned in the Bible, too. So. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh. Were they really? Yeah. yeah. I find that funny. Yeah, before, even after the flood. No, but they were on the ark, though. Well, yeah, but don't forget, like, the unicorns and the cyclopses, they, they woke up too late. Yeah, they did. Oh, they, they, they were on Eastern Standard Time. Oh, uh, no? Oh, damn. Was that Northern Standard Time? <laughs> I don't They're know. They Central? Were on something. The Central Pacific? No, the unicorns couldn't sleep. Something about picking up radio signals with <coughs> their horn. They tried. They really did. Um, I heard I heard Bigfoot only survived because he found an inner tube being dragged behind the boat. Do you want me to look up that I'm, Hold on, I'm looking something up. When you, oh, this is, okay, now I don't know if I believe this because it's from Fox News. UFO speculation surges to... Oh, after North Carolina leak, lake video goes viral. Wow, so there's... 
there's video footage of a UFO, but the camera's really shaky. So, I mean, this week we couldn't find any sort of shocking paranormal news other than the UFO thing, and that's not really shocking. Once again, shaky cam. I like my uh, evidence to be a little bit more clean. I'm tired of, like, I think it's Bigfoot. It's not Bigfoot. It's just some dude. Just, I don't, the shaky cam thing's got to go. Okay? <laughs> we have technology now, people. Use it. Don't shake around. If you see something, get a good clean shot of it. It's the only way to prove that it exists. It's the only way to prove that it doesn't. You know? You either have it or you don't. So I think with that being said, um, we will have three new topics once again. If you're listening to us, please, please, please let us know what topics you guys would like to hear us talk about. We really thrive on having input. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, we got a comment on a certain African tribe uh, that we were supposed to go over. And I'm not mentioning the tribe yet because we will eventually cover that. I think I, I got to find more into it. I couldn't really find much on it other than a couple stories that have been debunked and disproved. So we do have a topic coming up on it, uh, and uh, we'll eventually touch on it at least, just to show you that we are listening. Basically, the tribe, I guess, has had knowledge of... Uh, th they believe that the aliens visited this tribe, and that's where they got certain knowledge of things. Once again, I don't know if it's real or not, so we have to do more research and dive deeper into that. But we are, we are keeping you in mind and remembering that you did put that out there. And thank you for listening. Um, actually, I think it was one of your your friends yeah. with, that posted about it on the, on the YouTube channel. Yeah. So thank you once again. We, we do thrive on that kind of stuff. We enjoy hearing from you guys. Keep the comments coming. Keep the topics coming. We eventually will get to whatever you guys do want to hear about. We would like to hear more topics so we have more things to choose from. It is a little strenuous and stressful. We technically have, I mean, I myself have three shows now I'm working on. Uh, we're getting pretty busy. Me and Christian have two shows we're working on together. Patrick probably join us in some of those other ones. If you're a nerd like us, we're doing a, a, a nerd news uh, weekly thing too coming up along with the original 8-bit stuff that I've, I've been doing for years. So there's a lot of stuff going on. So we, we do like hearing from you guys. So let us know what you'd like us to, like us to discuss. Uh, and it could be anything. We'll look into it if we think it's good. We'll we'll start giving you shout outs like by name, you know. And also, once again, we have a Patreon. Uh, we have a merch booth, or not a merch booth, but a merch uh, site now, which is cool. Once again, we're gonna put the photos up. Uh, shirts are amazing. They come in different colors. You can pick the colors. You can get mugs. You can get bandanas for your dog. I want to yeah. do once again an exclusive that's Bark of the Night Paranormal. I think that would be funny. Uh, you can get coffee mugs. You can get uh, thermoses. There's a lot of stuff on there that you can get. There's kids' clothes. You know, just anything you can think of, it's possibly on there. I don't know if there's any beer koozies. That would be cool. But... Yeah, so the website for Patreon, it's patreon.com slash bump in the night paranormal. Okay. Uh, and then for the merch, it's shop.spreadshirt.com slash bump in the night paranormal. And with that said, um, he'll also put those in the links. I'll put the links below. In the description. Yeah. In the descriptions. Uh, I guess with that said, uh, this is Matthew Ferry and my co-hosts. Christian Sakara, Patrick Palola. And we're signing off. Have a glorious and spooky evening. And remember, if it bumps in the night, we bump back. Oh, yeah. So, yeah.